0: when I was younger, when I was growing up in the trailer park in Prescott, Wisconsin, every now and then I was able to stay up late and watch TV. And a couple times I came across this TV evangelist that would come on really late at night. Let's remember that I'm sure he was a good man, but his disposition and way was rather off-putting and kind of strange. and I never forgot that. And then, of course, we've all had a few experiences in our life, and they always happen in the most unexpected moments. Let's say you're in the store, the peanut butter aisle, trying to figure out extra chunky or super creamy, you're not sure, and someone comes up to you and says, Have you given your life to Jesus Christ? Do you know Him as your personal Lord and Savior? And it's like, whoa, whoa, what just happened here? Uh, Sir, I'm still trying to figure out this peanut butter dilemma. Can you just give me a couple seconds to figure out if it's chunky or creamy, you know? And then I'll get back to you, right? So, when I grew up with these few experiences, I then developed concepts about evangelization. Whenever I would hear the word, I'd always go back and think that that's what evangelization is. And of course, if that's what it is, I want nothing to do with it. And maybe you've had similar experiences. Well, the gospel wants to assure us that evangelization is really so much more than that. Now, because of those experiences, the mistake I would make is you just ignore evangelization altogether. And you, we can't do that We can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. The church exists to evangelize. And every one of us here tonight should be deeply grateful for how the faith was passed on, starting with 12 disciples, growing to 70 and all that, and how the faith was passed on from there through all these generations. You and I are Christian today because that faith kept being shared, passed on. The church exists to evangelize. But we have to understand what does that mean? Are the concepts that I have in my head and in my experience, are they correct? So what do we see happening in the four Gospels, and especially in our reading this evening? Notice where Jesus does most of his teaching. It says he would go from village to village and preach in the synagogues. Well, these are places that teaching is already happening. It's expected Of course, Jesus now brings a new teaching, and some people will have difficulty with it. But then he also preaches in homes. He has supper with Peter and the, the disciples, and then other people find out, the neighbors, relatives, and then they join in. Jesus had dinner at Matthew's house. And who shows up? But all of Matthew's friends How does the news about Jesus spread? This is why I love this gospel. So the two disciples of John the Baptist follow Jesus. And it says that they spend a good part of the day with him. What an amazing moment that was for them. And we're given to know that this profoundly impacted them. When a person opens themselves to Jesus, their life will never be the same as it was for them. What does Andrew, he was one of them. Andrew has a brother, Peter. What does Andrew do? He grabs a Bible and he gets on a street corner and he starts screaming at people. No! He goes and finds his brother. And he says, Peter, I got to tell you what just happened. I met someone. This is what I experienced, what I heard, what I saw. You have to come. I want you to meet him. Now just a few lines after this gospel, the next day it says, then Jesus found Philip, and Philip encounters Jesus. Well, Philip has a friend. His name is Nathaniel. And what does Philip do? He goes and finds his friend. Nathaniel, we found the one that we've all been waiting for. You got to see. Come. And then Nathaniel comes. Do you see how evangelization is as normal and ordinary as putting butter on a piece of bread? And if you're from Wisconsin, a lot of butter on a piece of bread. Evangelization is sharing our experience of Jesus in the normal, ordinary relationships that we already have. Relatives, family, neighbors, coworkers, This is how the news gets spread. And sometimes it's better to live it first so that when there's moments we speak, people will pay attention. This is why we have to always lead with love. It's better to witness gospel love first than to just start talking about it. Those times come, but it's better to witness love first. First. So, how can you and I continue to be part of this call upon every baptized Christian to evangelize? I'm going to give us just a few little things to do, which our Archbishop is actually inviting all of us to do. First, be aware in your life of anyone in your sphere of relationships that you have a sense is far from the Lord or very weak in their faith. Just notice them. Who are they? And the first thing to start doing is to pray for them. Every day when we pray, to remember these few people that God has brought into our life. And we might be the only one that is praying for them. We start there. Then, secondly, we look for ways to serve them. Here's the love part. Okay, here's the love part. We look for ways just to be kind, to be generous, to live the gospel by our charity. Maybe help them shovel their driveway. Maybe buy them a cup of coffee. Whatever those gestures would be. And then, this is the hardest one maybe for some, pray to the Lord to open a window or a door. That at some point, the Holy Spirit would nudge you and me to now take the next step of inviting them to something. You know, hey, I'm coming to Mass uh, this Sunday. Would you like to join me? Or I'm going to this talk, or, you know, I'm going to uh, uh, this chapel to pray for a little bit. Would you like to just join me? Or maybe you're talking with this person and they share something hard or painful and you say, you know what? I'm going to pray for you. When I go to my holy hour this week at the church, I'm going to remember you before the Lord. I'm going to pray for this need that you have. Just little things like that. That is evangelization. And it happens so naturally, organically. It's not forced. It's not in your face. And yet God is working quietly, gently, and we're cooperating. And sometimes we're just waiting. We don't want to barge in and and give too much at first, but we just gently love, gently pray, gently serve, and wait for those doors and windows to open. This is evangelization that all of us can do. Many of us may be doing it already, praise God. Let's continue doing it. The church exists to evangelize. Jesus is not a secret that we keep locked up in our heart Jesus wants to be shared. He wants to be known. He wants people to know his love. Let us watch for those opportunities where we can share our faith in Jesus Christ. Amen.